to the Quitting Marijuana Podcast. It is so good to be with everybody. It is my pleasure and privilege and honor to be here with you. I'm your host, Jonah, a podcaster possessing the kind of ruggedly good looks that can be only found in backwoods breeding. A big shout out to our listeners in Novato, California, Carthage, Texas, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hey, hope you are staying strong and chasing your dreams. On this show, we're going to open with a word of prayer for two reasons. Uh, Reason number one, every time I make something all about me, God shows just how quickly and spectacularly I will fail without him. And uh, reason number two, as living organisms, whether you believe in evolution or in the existence of the devil... There is a part of us always trying to take the less demanding road. Hunters and trappers take advantage of these natural tendencies all the time. We humans living in modern times probably don't need to quit using THC just to limp through life to our graves. However, if you are listening to this show, it is because you have a voice inside you saying you were meant to be something greater. If you pay close enough attention, you will start to feel the positive and negative forces within existence. All change, whether you are studying the rules of physics, biology, or chemistry, requires an input of energy. Mankind's reminder to keep pushing self into positive space is thanks to a power greater than ourselves, outside of ourselves. God, please join me in a word of prayer. Dear God, please bless this time together. Uh, we're so fortunate to, to have you in our life and the grace and the mercy that you've showed us. There's, there's been disaster, there's been trial, there's been tribulation, but you never give us anything more than we can handle, God. And thank you for putting those people in our lives who have um, reminded us to stay on the path, um, to reminded us to uh, become better, and just the, the mercies and the just everything that you've done for us, Lord. Thank you so much. We, we need to be mindful of the blessings you've provided instead of getting caught up in what the world would say is maybe a horrible life. You know, it, it could always be worse, and, and we're so thankful to have to have you, the perfect Almighty, to lean on and get us through these tough times. In Jesus' name, amen. Reading this show comes from the Holy Bible, Mark 8, verses 27 through 38. Jesus went out, along with his disciples, to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, probably saying that wrong, sorry guys, and on the way he questioned his disciples, saying to them, Who do people say that I am? They told him, saying, John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, but others, one of the prophets. And he continued by questioning them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said to him, You are the Christ. And he warned them to tell no one about him. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. And he was stating the matter plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning around and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on God's interests, but man's. And he summoned the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, 
the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And I actually had to look. There's a little note down here in the bottom of the Bible. Take up his cross. I, I was hoping to find a little clarity on that. And there's a note saying go up to uh, Luke 9.23. And so that verse says, And he was saying to them all, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Um, and then the note down here at 9.23 says, The first mention of a cross in Luke. The cross was well known as an instrument of death, so it represents here the death or separation from the old life that must mark a disciple. And so the separation from the old life that must mark a disciple. Um, man, take up your cross. Almost like, to me, it, it resonated. It was like, take up this cross of sobriety, right? This old life needs to be gone. And it can be a burden, you know, it can be a struggle to stop looking at the pornography, to quit the bud. But we're following somebody greater than ourselves, right? The, the higher power, God. And that's the sacrifice that's asked, asked of us. I don't know how far into your sober lifestyle you are, um, but everybody has the ability to change if they believe in a higher power and are willing to put the work in. <sighs> I gotta tell you, being a positive influence on others might be one of the biggest reasons. Do you ever feel awkward when you start asking people for bud? Like, hey, you a smoker? Hey, hey, do you have any weed? And then they say, no, I, I you know, I quit that stuff. <laughs> or they say, no, I'm, I'm trying to live life clean. Like, I was just in Florida. I was just in Florida on the beach, and I didn't have any bud. And so, sure enough, you know, I'm, you know, just casually as people go by, I'm chatting a guy up about fishing, and then I ask him the weed laws in Florida, and then another guy's telling us about a restaurant because I got a pretty hot wife, and I'm chatting with him a little bit, and then I ask him about smoking, and the guy, the guy was like, no, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to get through life uh, as it comes, right? I just want to experience it real, and there's a lot to be said for that, man. I really struggle with folks who are not concerned with their ripple effect on everybody else and the reality is when i look at my own life i have a terrible ripple effect i got an aunt now who's smoking after she's she said she wouldn't smoke i got a hunting partner who's smoking after a lifetime of him being not a lifetime but you know him being sober for 35 years my aunt was sober for 30 years my well probably 20 20 years my buddy sober for 30 years and then after meeting me you know they both became potheads fuck that tears me up but here's the thing just as we can make a negative ripple we can also make a positive one i've got a younger brother he smokes occasionally when he does start smoking he tends to get really into it and then he'll take time off as he travels or something and I've been saying I would quit for so many years. He's heard it all. A couple of my other friends, too, who are real hardcore stoners, they've heard me say it, I'm going to quit. And I think deep down they all know that it's tearing them up. But I'm not quitting, so why should they? Right? I have a fairly successful life. They live through life. But we know the crazy benefits that sobriety has for us. We know the mental Nip, like agility that comes our more articulate speech the energy that we have like those those side effects quote unquote are reported everywhere if we stay focused we can be that positive change we want to see in the world 
And so I just hope for that all of you guys out there that you are sticking with it, man. I, I know I'm a terrible example, but your emails, your messages to me, like you are the positive influence on others. Like you are being that person for me. And now hopefully I can pass that change on to others. When we were flying home, it just happened out of the blue to be sitting next to a guy and I don't remember how we got on there, but he started talking about AA and he started talking about 18 years of sobriety. And so we just go back and forth about it, how the big book helped him, how, you know, if he had a bag of weed, he couldn't just let it sit. He had to go through it. And, you know, oh, well, if I quit the drinking, can I still smoke weed? Or if I smoke weed, uh, or if I quit the weed, can I still keep drinking back and forth? And all the people who were around him who had been in the program for a long time said no. That's not how it works. It's, it's all or nothing. And I don't know about you, but that's that's certainly how it is for me. It's all or nothing. But man, this guy inspired me. He he was just so real. You know what I mean? He's 63 years old, sober for 18 years. I told him about how I forgot my wallet on the plane on the way down. And thankfully, they hadn't left yet. So I was able to get it. And then on the way back up, I forgot my hat on the plane. And so I had to go back and get that. And thankfully, they hadn't lost that yet. He's like, yeah, you got to quit smoking, man. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bro. Yeah, I do. So that's definitely one reason to quit. Be the positive change. If you have an addiction story you'd like to share anonymously, please send me an email at quittingmarijuanapodcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in coming on the show to talk about your journey or sober lifestyle, just let me know, and uh, we will set something up on Zoom. tip of the show addresses an aspect of physical training in the context of wrestling. You've got to be always moving. Okay, uh, I've been volunteering with this youth program, and the coach is having them do a sprawl drill, right? So he blows the whistle, and the kids, boom, they hit the deck, the belly's in the chest, hit the floor, the feet kick out back behind them as if somebody is shooting in on their legs. They're doing a sprawl. They're pushing the weight down on top of the head, getting their feet as far from the opponent as possible. The thing is, they stand there like statues in their quote-unquote wrestling stance. Well, you should never, ever be stationary. You have got to keep moving. you got to be loose. you got to be ready at any moment. And what that teaches you is it teaches you balance. Right? If you're constantly moving, but the whistle could blow at any time, if you're way overloaded with weight on one foot, or if you're leaning too far forward or too far back, uh, it's going to challenge you, and it's going to challenge. It's going to help you see that you're making a mistake. You're not doing something right. I remember doing a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu BJJ with my friend Nathan when we were in high school, and we went to his barn. The guy had been training up in Watertown. I had no training, but of course, you know, I'd been wrestling and watching the UFC. And so I took top, and, and he took the guard position, and we're going after it, and I'm just, I'm trying everything, right? I'm grabbing his hands, I'm grabbing his arm, I'm, I'm, I'm picking him up, I'm putting him down, I, you name it, I'm just going for it. And when we're done, he's like, wow, man, uh, nobody, nobody ever attacks from the top. Like, that was kind of weird. And so, obviously, right, he, he must be training with a bunch of white belts for him to say that. He was brand new to the sport, but changes the mentality right like instead of being on offense you're on defense instead of affecting change you are keeping up and so 
It's like, let me put it this way, sand and water, right? We know that these are physical forces that can act upon rock, that can act upon the, the things of this earth and create change. But those, that sand and that water has to be moving. That cool swirl in the rock, that little pothole, you know, that you can stick your fist down in, that's from sand constantly being spun in a circle down there, grinding, grinding, grinding. The banks of the river, that big cut, it's from the water going through, slowly wearing away the, the, the mud and the earth. So here's the thing. You've got to stay moving. Chess, momentum. It's all about keeping the momentum. You're playing your game or you playing his game. And so that's my athletic tip of the week. At least with regards to wrestling and grappling, you have always got to be moving. It affects not only the outcome physically, right, because you're putting the moves on, you're dictating where it goes, but it also affects the mental aspect of the, of the competition. And wrestling, maybe of any sport, besides perhaps like Ironman triathlon, is one of the most mental, mental, I don't know, pursuits out there. You know, once once that guy breaks, that's it. It's all over. So that's my athletic tip of the week. And uh, if you have some competitive athletic experience, please consider using a basic app like Voice Memo to record a quick training tip for us and send it over. Uh, same email as before, quittingmarijuanapodcast at gmail.com. Would love to hear from different athletes and disciplines. Guys, this used to be my, my MO. You know, I used to have a podcast all about that. Um, also, please consider at this point, I guess... I've never said it, but I'm going to throw it out there because my my episode releases are so irregular and everything. Um, consider subscribing to the show. And so that would be like the best way to ensure you're getting an up-to-date episode. And uh, any reviews you leave are also appreciated. I, I check those out, and nobody has written any on Spotify. They just like click the stars. But, you know, it'd be cool. We appreciate that. The funny thing is, if you're listening to this show, if you're a long-time listener, and you're wondering about the kind of change in the format... I just sent out an email to just about everybody who messaged me through the I don't know, through the years at this point almost it feels like probably has been just asking them what they hate most about this podcast like what do I screw up what do I fuck up what do I what do I say or do that's really annoying and uh, so yeah tried to take all that feedback and turn it into something positive I, I hope you guys like the new I don't know the new structure of the show I suppose the new format and. Uh, <laughs> and there is one listener who, uh, who I would call him a friend now, right? I wouldn't say that they were a listener. We, we text back and forth. She's in a, a similar spot with me in terms of relationships and all this kind of stuff. And uh, <laughs> she said, I got to I gotta stop fat shaming people. So <laughs> my bad, my bad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be a little more careful about, about slinging that term around. You know? um, but anyway, the point is it was really cool getting that. And so if you actually have emailed me, uh, or excuse me, if you – Got my email, but you didn't respond. That's totally cool, but I would appreciate it. If you've never emailed me before and you want to chime in, something I do that really drives you nuts, you know, I'm just some dude, right? Like, I'm just standing here in a, I, I, I don't want to call it a wife beater, but whatever you call that thing, a tank top in my back bedroom on the old plywood floor, baby. Send her over. Let's change it. Let's do something good. Listen, as today's show winds down, we can contemplate the words of Wilbur Wright, one of the Wright brothers, when he said... It is possible to fly without motors, but not without knowledge and skill. In today's Bible verse, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Remember to find satisfaction in the struggle and peace in the moment. We'll see you next time.